0: Have you ever dreamed of being able to make more money, live a better life, and have the financial freedom that's rightfully yours? Well, now is your chance. With an engaging perspective and tone, your host Ryan Dement will guide you through your journey to financial freedom one step at a time. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey guys, Ryan Dement, True Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Episode 2 for this week we're gonna talk about how to get out of debt and into your own home, and you're like probably thinking, "What the hell is he talking about?" At this point, in time interest rates are going up. The Fed is saying they're gonna they're gonna re- raise the Fed rate. We have inflation hitting seven percent, an all time high in the last forty years. And oh, by the way, everything is out of control cost wise because of inflation and used cars are up 32 percent year over year gas is up 49 percent beef is up 22 percent and you're thinking why does he want to talk about getting out of debt and into your own home well stay tuned and find out all right guys thanks for coming back let's get right into it so inflation it's out of control interest rates are going to be going up. The Fed is saying they're going to raise the federal lending rate. And three, you've got debt. And guess what? Your debt is going to cost you more to carry just for the simple fact of inflation is at 7%. So for every $100, you're losing $7 on it. Unless you got a 7% raise this year, that's not happening. So it's going to cost you more to pay your bills debt. It's costing you more to go to the grocery store and to fill up your car. It's also costing you more to go buy a car. So what should you do? Your focus should be getting out of debt. And then the next step is, like I said earlier, we need to determine, all of us, penciling whether renting or buying a home is going to work. Because sooner or later, you are not going to be able to have the ability to make the decision because you're going to be stuck in the lane that you're in because either interest rates are going to go up and they're going to price you out of the market on the housing side, or your landlord is going to continue to raise your rent and you and you won't be able to find a house on the other side because you're priced out. So now you're paying more in rent on a monthly basis, which is just just flushing your money down the toilet tubes, which I get some people want to rent the rest of their lives. I'm okay with it. But the one thing I'm asking you to do is dump the debt. Your debt is making somebody else rich why not put that money back in your pocket and try to do something with it and grow your money instead of pushing it out the door? This is where I like to get very, very in the minutia, in the, in the actual weeds and tell you chasing the Joneses is not all it's cracked up to be. I'd rather be out of debt because I'll tell you something, I was in debt for many, many years. I carried six figures of debt. And it's not fun when you have to stress about how you're going to pay your bills and still live a life. And oh, by the way, put food on the table. And I know you're probably in that situation or you've been in the situation. So you understand what's going on, but I'm here to tell you, (laughs) I was going to say in your face, but I can't do that. I'm telling you in your ears, that um, it's time to get out of debt and you've got to start that journey. And it starts with knowing how much you're spending on a monthly basis. Because if you don't know how much you're spending on a monthly basis and where it's going, how are you gonna know how much you can afford in rent or when you buy a house? And most renters are over their head when it comes to renting a house or a condo or an apartment because a landlord is not checking your debt-to-income ratio. At least majority of them don't. I know when I had rentals, I was making sure that their gross income was below 30% for our rent. And if it wasn't, I, I tend to ask them more questions to figure out where they're at financially. And that's when you pulled a background check, you pulled a credit check, and you can understand where they're at. And you can kind of put a picture together. But that's not being done nowadays. Landlords are just looking to put people in houses, rent it for top dollar, and move on down the street. Now, don't get me wrong, not everyone's doing that, but that's just kind of where it's at because it's the housing market, it's on fire right now. So people are taking whatever comes up and they're going and that doesn't work. It's very important to get out of debt before you do anything. Even if you go rent, you need to get out of debt. And the first step is understanding how much you're spending and where your money's going. There's not a lot of people that actually balance a checkbook or put together a budget on a monthly basis. How many of you guys out there. Have an emergency fund. Or or I should say a savings account. That has a thousand dollars liquid in it. So God forbid if something happens. You have something to fall back on. There's a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. That are looking. To keep up with the Joneses. But ultimately their house broke. And credit poor. And that does not get you anywhere in life. It's okay to be different in every aspect of your life and being out of debt is different because most people think a credit score is the best thing since sliced bread. Now, let me tell you something. Most people are going to have a mortgage, so I get that. But if you can get rid of your student loans, your car note, your credit cards, your personal loans, any other debt that you can think of, If you can pay those off, how much money would you be saving on a monthly basis that you could put into your savings account? You could be investing. uh, You can be putting it towards a down payment on a house. There's so many things you can actually do with that money, but think about it from a mental aspect. How much more comfortable would you feel if God forbid you lost your job and you had, let's say you had for credit cards and debt minus your house, you had $1,000 going out on a monthly basis. I'm just using round numbers. That's $12,000 a year. So you take the time, get yourself out of debt, 24, 48 months, 36 months, however, you, however you're going to get out of debt. Now you start putting away $1,000 a month. First year, you got $12,000. The second year, you have $24,000. Now, if you did lose your job, all you have to worry about is your housing expenses Putting food on your table, your utilities, and then, of course, medical insurance um, to make sure you guys are covered there. Would that be a lot easier on you? I think it would be because I know I'm living that. I know I am because life is a lot easier when I'm not worried about where am I going to find the money to carry my debt payments Month after month. And I know there's not an end result. You have to buckle down. On this goal. You have to decide. Are you in. And you're going to put a plan together. And we can talk about the plan. Or. Are you just going to continue to do the same thing over and over again. And expect a different result. And that's not insanity. That's just craziness. Period. So. Make a decision. Are you making a plan? Are you going to figure out how much you're spending on a monthly basis? And are you ready to get get out of debt, start moving that debt out of there and putting money back in your pocket where it belongs and be able to grow your money going forward? So you've made the decision. You're moving forward. You've put a budget together. You've listed all of your expenses on a monthly basis. You've listed all of your deposits or your income, and you've listed all of your debts. So the second thing is with all your spending in there minus your debts, do you have expenses that you create on a monthly basis that you arbitrarily can cut out quickly to make a difference or start making a difference in your spending habits? like your daily cup of joe, like eating out every day, um, dry cleaning, unless you really need it, there's not too many people going to the, the office nowadays, out drinking, going out to dinner, going out to movies, anything that's an extra expense right now. And guys, you're probably thinking, holy shit, you're making me cut all my expenses out. Well, guess what? If you're going to be serious about getting yourself out of debt and and getting yourself right, you have to make a a very hard decision. Is it, do I live on a thin budget for several years and be able to live the life that I've wanted to live my whole life? Or do I just continue to spin recklessly and run my financial well-being into the ground? And that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't know how many people like Dave Ramsey, but I went through a lot of his courses and I believe in some of his stuff and some of his stuff I don't. But one of the things that I can agree with him is if you're going to get yourself out of debt, you need to go full tilt. You cannot leave anything on the table. You've got to take everything And put it on the table and understand where your expenses are and where you can cut back. If you're spending $5 a day, five days a week on coffee, that adds up. That's $100 right there. You could be putting away or putting towards debt. Going out to dinner, it adds up. It's expensive right now to go out to dinner. When you go to a restaurant, have you not seen how much prices have increased? My parents like to go to Red Robin and in a hamburger used to be uh eight dollars and some chains. Let's call it nine. It's now pushing thirteen dollars. So that is it, it it's just it, it it's it's just getting out of control. It's not getting, it is out of control. Let's just be real. But now even more with inflation going at 7%, and it's actually higher, guys. If you guys understand inflation, inflation is just uh, the cost of goods minus the stuff that cost us the most, fuel and food. So gasoline and your food that you're paying for at the restaurant or at the grocery store or wherever you're buying your food from is not included in that number. So realistically, inflation is much higher and you can go to the Department of Labor Statistics website and you can see used cars are up 32%. You can see chicken is up 22% or 23%. You can see beef is up 20-something percent. You know, cold cereal is up like 8%. I mean, you have to go in and dig into the numbers and understand what's going on. But everybody's feeling the pinch. Now's the time to tighten your belt and really make a difference in your budget. And what better time to do it than when we're out of control with inflation? How much more money could you be putting in the bank account? Now, here's a caveat. It's not a, it's not a big win, but it's a, it's, a, it's a small win. Those infinitesimal saving rates that we get today uh, or in prior days from banks where they were nothing for for interest rates for your savings account or your money market account. Well, guess what? As the Fed raises rates, so do the banks because now they have they have a better margin. So they're going to pass that along to you. So maybe you can get 2 or 3% on your money. But then if you're savvy enough, there's other options out there for you that you can actually invest in. A self-directed IRA or you can use a Roth IRA. Um, you can invest in the market and learn about stocks and bonds. Uh, you can invest in real estate. Maybe you get into a syndication. To where I'm speaking my my language now, guys. This is this is who I am. Where you can get in and be part of a group of people that invest in a development, um, or you buy uh, or invest in a rental property. There's so many things you can do with your money. You just have to be prepared. And educated. And if you do those two things, you'll be able to turn your money over, which means you potentially could be making a quite a bit of more money than you were just putting it away in a savings account or a money market account. But the other thing is it gives you some freedom. So God forbid, if you actually got laid off or something happened at your job, you could have income still coming in from your investments i don't know if those investments would would cover all your expenses but if you gave it enough time and you diversified yourself enough and that's such a, a a crock of a word and i and i used you know that word loosely i like to do other things other than just real estate i like the market i like playing you know with stocks Uh, I do like tech. I don't have any investment in tech, but I like tech, so could I turn it into something? I have this podcast. I would like to monetize it. I enjoy it. It's a passion. I am doing it to share my voice and my opinions, and I hope you like them, but I'd like to monetize it, so it's another another avenue. But I want to do things that make me happy, but also at the same time that generate income. So that old adage of, you know, if you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't, I think I did it disservice, but whatever, you get the gist. You just, you just have to be cognizant of what you need to do with your money, how you do with your money and when you do with your money, because ultimately the money that you put out towards paying debt is losing you money in the long run. You might think it's not. But once you get one of your credit card bills paid off or one of your bills paid off, and that money is ended up roll, uh, is snowballing into another one, and you're like, my God, I don't have that bill anymore. It starts, it starts hitting home really quickly. And for me, it was when I paid off my first two credit cards, and I realized I didn't have, I th- uh, some, it was about $700 in credit card payments that went out for two accounts, roughly. That $700 was a lot. And I was rolling it into other debts so I could pay them off quicker. And yes, I use the debt snowball by Dave Ramsey. I, I believe in it. That's just who I am. It's my personal choice. You can do it by interest rate. You could do it by balance. uh, You can, you could do it uh, by creditor if you want to. I mean, there's so many crazy ways that you can look at it, paying off your debt. It's what works for you. For me, I got to see the smallest balance being paid off. So I got wins very quickly and I needed that positive reinforcement because I wasn't in a happy place. So by me paying off the smallest balances first and then rolling it over, it worked very well for me. And the example is this, say you've got a balance of a thousand dollars and the monthly payment is $150 and you can afford another $150 a month while you're paying the minimum payments on your other bills. So you're putting $300 towards that debt. Then once that thousand dollars is paid off, you take the three hundred dollars and you roll it into your next debt, which is two thousand dollars a credit card, and its monthly payment is two hundred dollars. Also, so you're paying five hundred. Sorry, you're paying five hundred and fifty dollars uh, a month towards it, and then you just continue to roll that, and that's how the snowball effect works. Some people do the highest interest rates first. Some people do the lowest interest rates first. Some do the highest balances first. Some do the lowest lowest balances first. That's your personal choice. You just have to make it happen. That's what I want to talk about in all this is making it happen. Because once you're out of debt, you can then go sit down with a lender. And we're going to talk about that here shortly. And be able to understand how much you can afford. Because I'll tell you this. With the debt paid off or dramatically reduced, You could afford a lot more home and still be comfortable and not be house broke. And that's a beautiful feeling, guys, a beautiful feeling. Why do you want to worry about your house payment, whether you're renting or buying on a monthly basis? Why do you want to worry about any of them? You want them gone, but you have to sacrifice the time to put in to make yourself a budget And also start cutting out non-essential expenses, going out to dinner, coffee, lunch. All those things have to go away until you get these debts under control. Guys, once you get your debts under control, the world becomes a whole different place for you financially. But I want to back up on one topic. If you're struggling with debt and you don't know where to start or you need help, please reach out to us. I'll have a link in the show notes. You can email us, hit us up through social media. We help on the TrueVest side. Uh, we can also help from True Community, our nonprofit. And I personally uh, can help as I'm a financial coach. So we can find you the help that you need to get those debts under control. And you can have a new life. All right. You guys have got your debts under control. The next thing is, you know, you've got to decide renting or buying. But if you're going to buy, you need to be able to shop for mortgages. And this could be a whole podcast on its own. And I'm just going to touch on it very shortly. The biggest thing that you want to look at is whether your mortgage that you're getting is a fixed rate, which it never changes, or it's an adjustable. If it's adjustable, I would run for the hills. Just for the simple fact, knowing that the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates over the year and maybe even longer, we don't know yet, that adjustable rate will continue to ratchet up, which would make your payment uh, unaffordable, one, and two, put you in a very stressful position. So before you go shopping, do your homework on lenders and, and look at um, local lenders. Maybe it's a bank that you bank with, a credit union, uh, rocket mortgages out there. And no, by no means am I affiliated or endorsing any, any places. Um, we used a, a third-party mortgage company. Uh, I didn't want to go through a bank. Um, and the reason why is because I'm self-employed, so I had to do a little bit of shucking and jiving. But when we closed last year in February, I got 2.75. So I'm proud of that and I'm going with it. But we had to shop it around. and we we had to do a lot of different things. I had to do a lot more jumping through hoops than most because I don't I don't have a a W two uh, coming in on a, you know, annual basis to where I show income and I don't have a pay stub. So I have to show my income in other ways. But if you, if you got a job and you, and you get a paycheck, you can prove all that. And that's, that's very simple. But if you're not uh, well-versed in the mortgage space, there's a lot of different pieces, uh, moving pieces uh, to a mortgage. And, I will, I just thought of this, I will cover that in a whole separate podcast about the moving pieces in the mortgage. I just want you to go out, shop, sit down with two or three, four, whoever you feel comfortable with and understand what the mortgage process looks like. What are the costs associated with the mortgage that you're looking at and what your mortgage payment will be for 15, 20 or 30 years, whatever you decide. But at the end of the day, it has to work for you. And the biggest piece that I touched on earlier is your lender, whoever you decide to go with, is going to look for your debt to income ratio to be less than 30% of your gross income. And you will have to base your housing purchase off of that. So if you go get pre-approved, and you can only afford a $200,000 home, you got to go decide what do those $200,000 homes look like or $300,000 homes. There are some up and coming areas that you could potentially buy a home that needs some TLC and some love and be able to get some extra money in there for renovations and projects and you can make it your own. If you're not into that, then you know, you have to wait. But ultimately guys, You have to be comfortable with the mortgage payment on a monthly basis, the expenses that go with it, but you also need to be educated so you understand how the mortgage process works and what you're responsible for. Because ultimately, if you don't, it could end up costing you money too. It's just like any other financial decision you make. It can cost you money. Put your time in. Google mortgages, you know, how to get a mortgage, how to qualify for a mortgage, but do the time and effort, take a look at things, ask questions. No question is a dumb question. If you need help, we've got contact in the show notes, reach out to us. We've got experience in the in this area. We are not a mortgage broker, but we can point you in some of the right directions uh, to the right people. And we could also help you through the mortgage process and and give you some ideas. So that'll wrap it up for this week, guys. Next week, I will continue this subject, but I will go along the lines of more in depth on the mortgage process, making sure that your debt is under control and tackling it. And how, to, how you can actually save for a down payment and also utilize down payment assistant programs. A lot of people don't use them and they're out there and you can qualify for them. Each state is different, but you can qualify for down payment assistance. In Evansville, in Indiana, where we're doing a lot of our uh, affordable housing, sustainable housing, we have a program that gives first-time homebuyers up to $10,000 if they qualify for down payment. That's a lot of money that you don't have to come up with. So be smart. Stay safe, guys. Have conversations. It's okay to disagree. Not all of us are going to be on the same page, but don't cancel people out because they don't have the same opinion or concept that you do. I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you on the other side. Have a good one.